Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. And my name is Adam Jones. Today, we are taking the best bits of Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Get more of the important things done today. It's a small book, 100 pages, 21 little ideas. Admittedly, there's probably five or six ideas said a few different ways, but without doubt, this has actually changed the way I work just from this short little book. So, I reckon it's a well, well and truly worth the read. Mate, I think it's one idea. I'll break it down. <laughs> 21, you say six. I reckon it's one idea, but it's a bloody good idea and worth the 25 bucks and the couple of hours reading this thing to, to figure it all out. Yeah, a couple of hours is generous as well, I'd say. Uh, probably less. Ultimately, there is never enough time for us to do everything that we have to do. We're literally swamped with work, personal responsibilities, endless emails, social media projects, side projects, stacks of books to read, piles of newspapers to get through. And at some point in the day, we actually have to get down and do our work as well. Yeah, forget about all this time management stuff to become more and more productive. It doesn't matter how much you optimize that. There's always going to be a things to do list at the end of your day. So rather than trying to optimize the way we do our tasks to try and get more done quickly so we can tick everything off the list. We've got to realize that's never going to happen and the only way we can change and get more done is to change the way that we think and work. So, rather than having this long, never-ending list of responsibilities and feeling like we have to tick them all off, we need to make the shift and we need to start thinking in terms of frogs. Absolutely. So, stop doing some things and start spending more time on the few activities that can really make a difference in your life. And this is where the analogy and the big idea of the book comes in and that's all about eating those frogs. Brian says, if the first thing you do every single morning when you hit the desk is you eat a live frog, you can go through the rest of the day with the satisfaction knowing that it's probably the worst thing that's going to happen to you all day. Yeah, and uh, you've probably worked out by now, we're not literally talking about eating a frog. Yeah, don't go out there and eat eat (laughs) cane toads and frogs. Every single morning. But the frog is the analogy of the biggest, toughest, most important task of the day. It's something you're probably going to procrastinate on. It's something you probably don't really want to do, but you know you have to. And the bigger and uglier that sucker is, the more important it is to get in there and just start doing it. So, the thing you're most likely to procrastinate the most over is most likely going to be the thing that has the biggest impact on your life and results. There's going to be two rules about this frog that you're going to start chowing down every morning. The first one, you get to point out and pick out the ugliest looking, warty, pussy looking frog that you can possibly find at your desk in the morning. And number two, if you have to eat it, looking at this pus drooling out of this frog, it doesn't pay you to just sit there and just looking at this frog with all the pus oozing out the whole time. You just close your eyes, you grab it and just throw it down the gob. That's it. So, that's all. That's what it's all about, identifying what is the biggest, ugliest frog on your plate at the moment and get stuck in there and eating it. And so, we'll go, we won't go through all 21 because there's probably not 21 different ideas, but we'll roll through some of these. And the first part is all about setting the table. So, before you can determine what your frog is and get on with the job of eating it, you need to decide exactly what it is you, that you want to achieve in your life. So, it's all about clarity and setting goals. The greater clarity you have regarding what you want and the steps that you need to take to achieve it, the easier you're going to overcome all this procrastination and you're just going to get to smacking down the frog. When it comes to goals, it's pretty much in every personal development book. They're they're absolutely huge uh, and they have huge results, but only 3% of people out there have clearly written goals. That's what Brian Tracy says in the book. 3% of adults have clearly written goals. I I don't know how he's done those statistics but i'd say it's 
uh, accurate in the sense that not many people do it, yeah? Yeah, I think. Well, I think if you've got a 100-page book and you throw in stats like that, yeah. people who pick up these books, they want a quick read. They're not going to go out there and check that 3% yeah. out. They're just going to take him for his word. It doesn't really mean anything anyway. Yeah, exactly. But the important part of this is that you need goals in order to know what the frog is. If you've got a list of 20 things on your to-do list without a goal and a clear direction and clarity around what you want to achieve, you can't identify what the frog is. So once you've got your goals in order, then you can work out what the frog is. So come crystal clear with what you want, write it down. So when you put it on paper, your brain and your subconscious starts realizing, all right, shit, we're, you know, this is the actual thing we want. And then maybe your reticular activation system will be taking in the information and filtering it through in the context of whatever that goal is. And then once you've done that, you need to set a deadline on your goal and perhaps sub-deadlines on the subtasks if necessary. Yeah, so making a list of everything that you think you need to do in order to achieve your goal, organizing that list into a plan, taking action on your plan immediately and resolving to do something every single day that moves you towards your major goal is what's going to ultimately lead you to achievement and later success. So goals, they're going to motivate us and galvanize us into action. They're going to stimulate our creativity. They're going to release all this pent-up energy that you have inside you to just launch it, whatever your target is that you might have defined. Importantly, we need to consider the consequences. So Brian Tracy says that the mark of a superior thinker is his or her ability to accurately predict the consequences of a certain action. So it's not just thinking about, okay, what tasks do I need today? We need to be thinking a lot more long-term. We need to be expanding our time horizon and thinking, okay, what are the actions today? What are their consequences on the longer time span? Your time horizon has an enormous impact on the things you choose. If your horizon is five years in the context of food, then you might go and eat a bit of a, a salad instead of chowing down that burger. If your time horizon is five minutes, you're going to get the burger every single time, aren't you? 100% of the time. That's it. And what he says is a a rule here is that long-term thinking improves short-term decision-making. So, by considering the consequences in the long-term, we're making better decisions right now. So, in the context of the very long horizon, there's going to be three questions to maximize your productivity. You need to ask yourself, what are my highest value activities? If you know what your goals are, you've got the long time horizon, it might be clear that there might be one out of seven activities for your to-do, to-do list that has huge value relative to all the other ones. And this is going to be the pussiest, wardiest frog and also the one you're most likely procrastinating over. Yeah, think about it for yourself. What's the biggest frog that you need to do? And you can also, uh, once you've got a bit of an idea, ask your boss, ask your colleagues, ask your friends and family what they think are your highest value activities. The second thing you need to ask yourself is what can I and only I do that if done well will make a real difference? That's a question is taken from the great Peter Drucker and it's important one to achieving personal effectiveness. So it's not just what are your highest value activities but what are the highest value activities that only you can do? And the third question, you need to keep asking yourself what is the most valuable use of my time right now? You need to resist this temptation to go out over the little little all the little handsome and cute looking sexy frogs yeah and those little baby tadpoles and stuff yeah little little easy tadpoles you need to figure out what's the wardiest one in every single moment and make sure you're going after that because it's going to have disproportionate uh, value and impact 
if you drop the name Goethe in a book, then you're probably onto something. And yeah, so, it says are. that Goethe said, the things that matter most must never be at the mercy of the things that matter least. So, every single day, we need to be asking ourselves, what is the most valuable use of my time right now? Once we've considered the consequences and we've asked ourselves these questions for optimizing our productivity, we need to plan each and every single day in advance. So, you've probably heard the expression, how do you need eat an elephant one bite at a time? I suppose it's kind of the same thing as how do you eat your biggest, ugliest frog and that's one bite at a time. So, breaking it down into specific step-by-step activities and then start on the first one. And importantly, we're planning our day in advance because if you walk into work in the morning and you've got 30 unread emails waiting for you and the boss just gets off the phone to the company director and he's got some tasks for you, it's not a good environment to be planning your day. Instead, Brian suggests that at the end of the day prior, sit down and think what are the tasks that you haven't yet done, what are the tasks you need to do next and start to plan your next day ahead of time. There's another one of the Brian Tracy stats that he just pulls <laughs> out that it makes probably just he dreamt it or he made it up, who knows. But he reckons it takes only it only takes 10 to 12 minutes to plan but it's going to save you 100 minutes to two hours in wasted time and diffused effort throughout the day. <laughs> We'll take him in <laughs> word. Well, uh, yeah, he says that every minute spent in planning saves as much as 10 minutes in execution. Uh, again, I think it's an arbitrary stat, but uh, directionally correct. And that if you sort of take the time while things are calm the night before to plan what you're going to do ahead, you're not going to get caught up in the busy work and you might actually start getting some real ugly frogs. So when you plan what you're doing, you're going to have a bit of a list of what to do. And it comes back to prioritizing in the context of what your goals are over the longer term horizon. He says, you do it through the ABCDE method and you need to put every item on your to-do list with one of these letters. So, if you've got a list of 20 things to do, you need to then think about this list. Obviously, not all 20 of those items are equal in terms of importance and equal in terms of urgency and equal in terms of the productivity that will come out of doing that task. So, he says, you need to go through and uh, the tasks that get an A, they're the things that are so important that you must do them. They're your biggest priority. It might be things like visiting a key customer, finishing a report for the boss, preparing the presentation you're delivering that afternoon, attending the board meeting. These are the things that are going to have massive consequences if you don't do them. These are your A tasks. B is the things that you should do. They're little tadpoles. You should do them, but the consequences aren't going to be as bad if you don't do them immediately. You see tasks, they're nice to do. A is must do, B is should do, C is nice to do. There aren't the same consequences. It might be like phoning a friend, having coffee with your co-workers, completing some kind of personal errand during the work break. There's no consequences of not doing these things in the short term. And D is delegate. So delegating things to other people if they don't need to be done by you. I think there's huge, huge potential in the delegation. If you're listening right now and you haven't ever really played around with an Upwork or anything like that, I think it's worth spending 20 hours and a couple of hundred bucks hiring someone to start doing some of your tasks at work. I've used it in my, uh, I hope my current employer is not listening, <laughs> but um, I use it, someone on Upwork now to do some of my admin tasks, like I'll just do my receipts and all that. I'll just pay for it and it's just the shit I don't want to be spending my time on. Yeah, good. Well, the more D stuff you can delegate to other people, the more time you've got to then focus on the A stuff, which is far more important. And another important one is the e-task, which is eliminate. If there's something that's sitting on your list and you realize that there isn't any need for it to be done, like not by you, not by someone you delegated to. It doesn't need to be done at all. If it's not going to make a real difference, then cross that off your list. 
if it gets an E, cross it off, get rid of it, don't think about it anymore. One of the biggest enemies we've got in doing our list is procrastination. And it's going to pop up and be most powerful when we're sitting in front of our big important tasks and especially when the large formidable um, when you first approach them. He's got a few bangers on how to get through them. The first one is the salami slice. So putting in another metaphor or an analogy of the <laughs> sausage here, um, it might be daunting. So instead, you just take one slice of the, slice of the salami as you go, keep chopping her up and doing one little nibble at a time. Yes, it's important to, looking at that whole big sausage of salami can be pretty daunting. If you're just thinking that you just need to take a slice, then it's going to be much more achievable, much more doable. You're not going to procrastinate on it anywhere near as much. And if you become anything like Adam Jones with the sausage in front of him, a couple of slices later, you don't even realize you've just had a full plate full of sausages. Wouldn't I do that? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to throw you under the bus. Have I done that? It sounds like something I'd do. Um, I've, I've seen you put away a few sausages from time to time. And without even knowing, I put them down. Oh, just a slice at a time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. I just want to throw you under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the, other, the other thing, uh, the other approach instead of the salami approach is the Swiss cheese approach. And if you think of Swiss cheese, it's got a lot of holes in it. So, he says that the Swiss cheese approach is determining to punch a hole through the task. So, you've got this big task in front of you then what you want to be doing is committing a a defined chunk of time. It might be 10 minutes, it might be half an hour and you commit to sticking at this task and punching a hole in it. Then you realize that it was a pretty big task at the start. Now it's got a hole in it. might be easy to clean up some of the scraps after. I don't don't really know what the difference between the salami and the Swiss cheese is but it seems like a pretty tasty old sandwich at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I think you just... Fleshing the book out with a few other <laughs> analogies to take take home with. It's the same idea, just said multiple different ways. I reckon it's slightly different. I'm a bit more of a Swiss cheese man. Mm. If you say you're putting a presentation, some PowerPoints together or something like that, someone might do slide by slide by slide. Mm. I'll go hardcore, do the 50 at once and make them really quick and dirty, but most of the stuff's done and then a later date, come back mm. through and polish her up and make it a bit cleaner. Yeah, that's a, that's a good Swiss cheese. Well, I think that you've punched the hole in it. You've done like the hard grunt work at the very start and then the crumbs left around the edges are just the beautification and the tidying up. And you probably okay. delegate the beautification and tidying up as well. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, another thing might be like, say, if you're setting up a new website, it's a big task. But if the, the big Swiss cheese hole that you can punch through, it might be setting up WordPress and picking a theme, then you've done a lot of the stuff that you can then, the, the, the next round of stuff becomes a lot easier. Another thing we need to do is create a large chunk of time for our tasks. So the really important work, we need to make sure we've got enough time in our calendar that warrants the importance of getting it done. This was something that came up in Peter Drucker's The Effective Executive. When do we do that? Two, three years ago. A couple of years ago, yeah. I thought it was a phenomenal book. And he talked about clearing out all those like small little chunks of time and knocking those things off altogether so that you can create as large a chunk of uninterrupted time as possible. So rather than having a 15-minute meeting in the morning and then a 30-minute meeting just before lunch and then you've got another call that you have to make at 2 o'clock that afternoon, try and shuffle as many of those small chunks of time together to allow yourself a long stretch of uninterrupted time that you can get down and dirty on your big bad frog. Cal Newport and Deep Work had a similar idea. Allow a couple of hours a day uninterrupted time to go deep and dirty on your 
and undress that frog nicely before you put it down your, your gurgler. <laughs> I didn't realize a frog was wearing clothes. Or is it a different type? No, nah, these, these frogs. Oh, these. Oh, yeah, yeah. These, these Brian's, <laughs> Brian's frogs, too. Brian's fro- well, the, it, it is. Uh, it does make a lot of sense. The, the biggest thing that you're procrastinating is probably going to take some focused, uninterrupted time and a large chunk of time to really knock it off. Uh, one suggestion is to get up early. If you can get up while everyone else is still sleeping, you're not going to be distracted by your colleague coming and tapping you on the shoulder. You're not going to get a phone call from the boss. You're not going to get a panicked emergency email that's going to pull you away and out of focus. If you can get up and have this one long chunk of time of uninterrupted focused work in the morning, you're going to be able to knock that frog off pretty quick. Brian leaves us with a bit of a story when he... He probably wasn't him. It was probably, somebody, <laughs> <laughs> probably someone else. You might have heard it somewhere. You might have heard it off some bloke at the pub. But um, this bloke at the pub's pal, his former cousin's sister's roommate, was crossing the crossing the Sahara Desert in the middle of Algeria. And this single stretch was 500 miles long without any water, food, blades, or grass, not even a single fly between one side or the other. Totally flat yellow sand in every single direction. He says that more than 1,300 people had perished trying to, cross, trying to cross this big stretch of the Sahara because there's a bit of a road, a bit of a path there, but if the wind picks up and blows the sand around, it can cover the road, it can cover the paths in front of you and the paths behind you. You're in the middle of the night, you're trying to drive and you end off veering off slightly and before you know it, no one ever finds you alive again. The solution some intelligent French person did was Mark the track with black 55-gallon oil drums every five kilometers, which was the exact distance of the horizon to the curvature of the earth. What it meant was that at all the times of the day, you could actually see the two barrels, where you were previously and the direction that you're actually heading. So the analogy here is that this big task, all you need to do is take it one oil barrel at a time. You're looking at the oil barrel in front of you and that's the direction you're heading. He says that by the yard, it's hard, but by the inch, it's a cinch. If you're looking at that next oil barrel that's in front of you, heading towards it, and uh, I guess eating a few frogs along the way to the oil barrel as you're chopping up your salami and Swiss cheese sandwich, mm. then you're going to get that frog done. <laughs> yeah, I saw you trying to shoehorn the analogy back <laughs> of the, the, the frog in. But I think there is one big takeaway. Everything else is just, is just, is just getting to the same single point. If you're listening right now, I think it's going to be very, very worth your time figuring out what your most important task is for whatever work you're trying to do and what are the consistent frogs that you have every day. And once you're aware of what they are, make sure that's the first thing you tackle every single time that you go into the office in the morning. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, for me, there's uh, the work I'm doing is like an agency work in that we've got eight or 10 or 12 different clients that have all got demands that all want stuff done. And of course, everybody wants it done yesterday. So there's always a never-ending list of stuff to do. And on that list, there's going to be some simple, easy things to do. And there's going to be some tough, big frogs on there. So the way that I guess I've shifted it is using some of the list ideas, but most importantly, just chucking that first hour of the day as the frog, finding whatever the thing that I don't really want to do is. It's pretty big. It's pretty important. It's going to be pretty challenging and doing that first. And he says, don't get caught up in the idea of if you've got a long list of things, there's three easy ones at the bottom. Don't tick those off first and think you're making progress because all you're really doing there is procrastinating away from the big, ugly frog. 